Hey everybody, welcome to episode 108 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with Dave Pichuto. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Also here with Jimmy Duresta. Hello guys, how are you? Doing well. Very good. How are you? Oh, it's been a crazy day. I'm glad I'm sitting down calmly with you three. <laughs> three all three of us? You too. <laughs> I was talking about myself. You know, our president's got me talking about myself in the third person, I'm sorry. Oh, Nice. Cool. Well, what's uh, what's been going on? Who me? Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> to what, I'm curious to know what's on what got under your nerves. Yeah. Me? When? Yeah. Well, why was I was I upset? Well, you just said you're you're you weren't you're ready to calm down. What? Uh, oh, well, what, it's what been a crazy day. To, yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a crazy day from the minute I woke up. I was supposed to meet a fan at the workshop, and we missed each other. And then a few minutes later, the crew from Patreon showed up. And they just did this whole like photo shoot, video shoot, interview. They're doing, um, and they kept because because our time we're on an odd schedule today, us three. They kept going. Can we go a little longer? Can we go a little longer? So I was annoying you guys for the last couple hours, asking you exactly when can we start. And <sighs> so we, they just kept they just kept coming up with stuff to shoot, and uh, we had a really nice time. These guys were just so intrigued with all the visuals in the shop. You know, when camera people come to my shop, they just get. Hugely excited to just film stuff. And, and these guys are like documentary guys, so they got really excited. So, and then I, I met Heather from Patreon. She was super sweet. And uh, so that, and then my buddy Brett ran out of the shop and found me a Mavic because I'm going to go to Puerto Rico. And so I just got it in my hands just now. It's not even open yet. I thought maybe we do an audio unboxing or yes. not. <laughs> um, so, I, oh, and I, I hung out with Kyle this week, Kyle from uh, R&R Builders on Instagram. And I'm gonna I'm gonna promote his channel today, and he and I discussed the the building that we're gonna put on my property, and we nailed down some final concepts. We fell down. Nice. <clears throat> we nailed down some. Uh, you know, between Taylor and I, we kind of both have like different points of view on stuff. But in between, what's possible? That's what Kyle was able to tell us. So the the three of us came together, and I learned a tremendous amount about building pole frame uh, post frame construction buildings. And he's going to build one on my property starting this summer. And so it's just a matter of like knowing what he's got. He's got to deal with his schedule and and the gas station's still moving along. I went to a town meeting to uh, discuss, you know, what my potential plans are. And I have to do a site plan and I'm waiting for uh, a quote on the roof because the roof needs to be redone. But any penny I spend will come out of the rent, the yearly rent. So. I just got to, I haven't nailed down a lease with the gentleman yet, so we have to do all that. And I'm going to just say officially for the record, because I know not everybody that listens to YouTube watches this and listens and so on and so on, but I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a try. The gas station does not have gas tanks in it, and it does not have an environmental leak, and it's not going to kill me, and I'm not going to get arrested, and it's not going to get taken away, I'm not going to be hauled away by an angry mob with sticks and torches. So, I mean, gas station. You, you still could get arrested just for something. Yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's so. not going to be because the dirt, the soil under my feet will be dirty, soaked with oil. I've gotten so many emails privately, like, "Dude, you, if you're going to rent that gas station, you really got to like get the Environmental Protection Agency head of the cabinet under Trump to come and test the soil with you." So. <laughs> Everyone's so worried. You know, it's so funny. I don't worry about a damn thing. I, I, maybe I should. I don't know. I'm You're fearless. Worried. I'm fearless. fearless. Oh, that brings up a funny topic. The uh, <laughs> no, but the landlord. I, I I said it to the. We talked about it for three minutes. It was the very first thing I talked to the landlord about. I said, "Does the gas tank still on the ground and are they leaking?" He said, "No, they've been removed for ten years now. I have a clean bill of health from the environmental protection in the neighborhood. You know, from the local county." I said, yeah. "Awesome." And then we just talked about everything else. And because it was the very first thing I asked him, it's completely out of my mind. And so yeah. But it's not every, you know, everyone's like, if you rent that gas station, your feet are going to melt off from the fumes coming out of the dirt. <laughs> but then you could make robot feet. So that's right. <laughs> you know, not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, again, hanging out with Kyle was great. He's such a such a good dude. And we really bonded. And uh, and then hanging out with Kyle, he had a Mavic drone. So he shot some aerial footage of my property, which will be in the which will be in the, uh, the vlog because he gave me his footage. And so I just was intrigued. And so I just went out and got one from the store. If you buy them online, they're like two months out, I guess, because they're back ordered. 
but mm. the, the, the DJI store here in Manhattan had one, so Brett ran up and grabbed one. So I'm anxious to play with that. And I'm working on my Rockler video, which is getting close. And um, oh, the biggest news is I played with that saw blade this week, Andy's Dado folding saw. Oh, nice. And it, you know, once you dial it in and you tune it up and you know exactly where you're going to go and you get your height set, it, it works beautifully. It's really cool. Hmm, you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it in the in the video because I made these little side tables and the drawers that pull out of the side tables are made with the the folding dado set. And uh, it's funny. I'm going to have a million boxes around me now because every time I test it, <laughs> I test it, and if it works, I fold it up and make a box. And so I, I've, I made four boxes this morning, including you know, four boxes plus two drawers. So that's six. I made six box enclosures today testing this thing out. <laughs> nice. And once I get set up, I'll do a production run of like I'll make six thousand boxes. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. So a busy week, and I just like put my my ass in the chair and then we started so so let me ask you this before i want to hear what david's up to but as far as like the pole barn thing like mm-hmm. what's the the big diff after spending time with him and learning about it what's the big difference in cost and time and all that stuff from doing like a steel building or you know whatever the plan was before this uh okay so th- these are the iterations i went from doing a i wanted to do a morton building which is steel which is uh about 40 grand for the thing I want and then Taylor and I started brainstorming and she said why don't we do two stories and then she kind of got me thinking and I agree with her like do we want to do a steel building out in the country it's going to look kind of it's just going to look it's going to look like it doesn't fit right you know environmentally it doesn't fit and so we started coming down the road of an insulated concrete form building because we're trying to make it totally efficient and then that's just tons of money in it would have to be sheeted, which is a whole additional cost, which I still have to deal with. But to make the building with concrete forms, it's basically styrofoam blocks that you put together like Legos and you fill with concrete. That's tremendously much more expensive. And then after we realized we just couldn't afford to do it that way, at least not now. I don't have the money right now. Um, I had been talking with Kyle through, in- through Instagram a little bit. And then I finally had a real conversation with him. I said, look, what if I went your way out? I keep watching you make buildings every week. You make a new building. Like, what is this going to cost? And he gave me um, his cost, which doesn't involve some of the, the other details of having a full building, like a slab and stuff. And that is a, it, it was affordable enough to the point where I could get a building. Then I could put the slab in later. I could put the second floor in later. And so it was affordable. So post-frame construction, I mean, you're looking at like the building he wants to make for me will be, again, no windows, no windows, no slab, no second floor, which are all additional costs. I'm going to be at about 50 grand to have a building with a beautiful roof, 20 foot, 20 foot high wall, and 48 by 72 footprint. Wow. And yeah, so I'll be at about about 50 grand for just the, that structure. I'll still have to pay for windows. I'm still going to have to pay for garage doors, which he showed me these incredible garage doors, which are expensive, but they lift straight up. You guys are watching my left and right hand, so I'm going to have a door at each end. And he goes, since you like to work outside all the time, these doors literally, the way they open is they open up like this. They open straight up, and then you have they the like whole... They swing out. They swing directly. They go from you know vertical to completely horizontal. So then you have a big overhang to work under. So if it's a rainy day, oh, you kick that man. out, and you have a 16-foot underhang to work under they're all hydraulic and they're they're affordable i mean they're affordable and and, you know and you know everything's relative but they're not like 25 grand for the door it might be like seven or eight and then you skin it however you want and uh so i'm going down the road with all these things and you know i'm going to try and pay for as much of it as possible out of my pocket you know my patreon helps and uh you know if i have to take loans out down the road i'll do that but the, the way it's planned out is i can get I could at least pay for him to build the building, right, without taking any loans out. And then then I could, the next phase, I'll have a covered roof. I could bring some of my machines in. I could begin to work out of the rain. I'll have electric because I already ran electric to the area. So electric is just a simple next step to run it underground. I already have electric at the corner of this property. I ran that this summer. <clears throat> and so I, it's, it's, it's a digestible the, the plan is digestible. Whereas before I look yeah. at it, I'm like, okay, where am I going to get a you know a construction company to come in and pour a slab, a foundation wall, and, and all that stuff? But that seemed a little bit overwhelming to me, just financially. You know, just this way, I don't have to do a slab right away. I don't have to do a foundation wall 
I, I, I don't have to commit to like 30 concrete trucks coming and going for, you know, three days. Him and one assistant can build the whole thing. And of course, I'll help him and videotape the whole thing. And whoever else is in the vicinity wants to come and help when we get going. But we're really excited because I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So now I'm going to have that. And if the gas station works out, I'll have the gas station as a separate thing. I've committed to leaving by July, by June. By June 30th, I will be out of the city, or at least my workshop will be. I might still be here sometimes. But, wow. uh, whether I'm set up to at the gas station or anywhere else by then, uh, it's still unknown. Um, mm. You know, nothing's set in stone, but... At the very least, I know I can work in my own house. I could just put everything in a storage unit and just work in my own backyard upstate, you know, in the time for the time being. But I'm, I'm optimistic. You know, it's all growing pains, and and I'm really, I'm really, really excited to get out of the city. I know it's been so quirky and weird for so many people to see this unusual space, and and Patreon just actually put a really good documentary. If this comes together, it's a really good document of of you know the last couple of months in the workshop. They were, and when I told them that, they're like, oh, my God, we have the last document of this? I go, well, if anybody else wants to come and take pictures and do a documentary on me in my shop, we'll see. Now I'll have a flood of in my inbox. <laughs> but, well, see, uh, that's kind of a drag, though, because, like, I've never been to your shop, and I'm not going to get to. You know, you got six months to get to New York. Get up here. I'll wait for you. <laughs> I got stuff to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, by the time you see it, it'll probably be perfectly cleaned out, except for rat. Poop. Oh, yeah. I'll be like, wow, this place is huge. You don't have anything in here. Let's have it up. Is this place for rent? Can I rent this? Yeah, I probably will schedule a weekend just so I can come see it before it's gone. Yep. So, yeah, like I said, I've committed, and now it's like, ugh. Yesterday we had the conversation, me and the landlord, and I said, okay, let's do it. And that's it. That's it. So it begins the next phase of my life. Wow. So, that's it. Good for you, man. Thank you. Yeah. David, what have you been up to? Um, I've just finished up a couple projects that I've been talking about over the past couple weeks. Just finished the felt board and just finished the mailbox. So look for those real soon. And then this morning I broke and dislocated my toe. And that was, yeah. Wow. It was awful. So we have, <laughs> we have the security system in our house. It's by Vivint and it, it includes uh, door alarms, window alarms, and smoke detector. And the new smoke detectors, you can look this up. Sometimes they get false triggers from showers, from steam. And over the past couple months, hey, you be quiet. <laughs> My cat is yelling at me. <laughs> they come uh, with cat alarms. <laughs> they come with cat alarms. And uh, over the last couple months, we had a couple false alarms. And uh, if you don't get to the alarm to shut it off in time, the fire department gets called. It's so the one time the fire department came out. So today, I'm taking a shower, and the alarm goes off. And I'm like, ah, crap, I don't want the fire department coming. So I, I jump out of the shower. I run through the living room. I run through the dining room to go shut it off. As soon as I hit the, the, uh, um, the tile floor in the, in the dining room, I ate it. I just, I just <laughs> slipped. My foot ran into the coffee station that I made a couple years ago, and rammed right into it. I was just like, oh, I, I stubbed my toe, and then I, I stand up and I shut the alarm off. And Vivint, they call me and they're like, everything cool? Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. And I look no, down my at my toe. No, well, I, I, at that time, I just thought, hey, I, I stubbed my toe. No big deal. It's a little painful, but no big deal. Then I look down while I'm talking to this lady at Vivint, and my toe <laughs> is pointing the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, so I just, I just grab it, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I squeeze it. I feel it pop back into place, and I'm talking to this lady. I'm, tra- I'm being real calm because I'm talking to her. I'm like, everything's cool. No need to call the fire department. And I look down. I'm not, and I, I'm not crying. Yeah, I'm, I'm not crying. Not crying. I'm not crying. And uh, I, I pop Send it back into place. Police. Yeah, Ugh. and um, I'm like, you know, I, I text Kelly. I'm like, yeah. Sorry to alarm you, but and, and we all get we get text messages and emails whenever the alarms go off. So Kelly is getting a, a text that the house is on fire. I'm getting a. I'm, she's also getting a text that my toe is dislocated and broken. And she calls me, and um, she works with a, a, a physical therapist. And the, the, he said, "Just wrap it up with the other toe, put some ice on it. That's all you can do." So, 
Yeah, that was not a way to start the day. I think I got up I got up extra early because I wasn't ready for Eric to come over today to, to film. So I thought, oh, I'll just get up extra early and I'll get my shower in and then I'll get the, the shop all ready for him to come over. And then that happened and I'm like, dude, come an hour late today. I'm just going to sit here with some ice on my toe and Aww. watch YouTube. So that's... Now it feels it, the the major pain has gone away. Yeah, I have to walk with a little limp, but now it feels kind of cool. You ever get injured and then like later on it feels kind of like tingly and awesome? That's that's the stage I'm at right now. Huh. I don't think that's I've had what, that. Uh, you may want to get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You only got 10 toes, so be careful you don't do that a lot. I think yeah. four of those 10 feeling. are just extra toes you don't need. <laughs> I really do. Huh. That's funny. Interesting. Well, that's a bummer. But I'm glad you got it back in place. That would have been, you know. Yeah, it was, um, I don't want to get too descriptive, but that that weird popping feeling when, oh. Yeah. I don't, I don't do so great with that stuff. I'm sorry. And I don't either. No, it's okay. And, I, and yeah, oh, I'm sorry, guys. So that was, that's how it started. I don't have any cool, interesting projects that I've, new ones that I haven't talked about already. So that's what's going on here. Gotcha. How about you, Bob? Um, I've not hurt myself today, so that's cool. That's good. Um, actually, my, my my foot's been hurting for a couple of months, though. <laughs> totally unrelated, but just, you know, trying to feel your pain. Um, it's actually kind of weird. I haven't run since before Christmas. And, you know, someone who usually runs like four days a week, it's been really strange to not run. I'm trying to let my foot heal, but anyway. And it's not getting any better. Um, so, over the last week, let's see, what have I done? Um... Last week on Twitch, on the live stream, I made a dock for my Apple Watch and my iPhone, Hmm. and it was kind of on the fly. You know, people suggested it, and so we made it, and then I shot it at the same time uh, for YouTube, edited that, so that'll be out this week, and I've been working on like, oh gosh, like I think I have five projects going right now, that being one of them, and at different stages of completion. I've got like three that are done and in edit right now. So it's really nice to have, you know, several things really close to being finished. I'm going to have a bunch of stuff ready at the same time. So that's pretty cool. And I uh, rearranged my office a little bit. actually have some more room now. I, I kind of bit the bullet. So in my office, I have one side that's my computer desk and a big tower of 3D printers and my electronic stuff. And then the other side is like my piano and a drum set, my guitars and my amps. And I haven't played music in a really long time, but I've kept them set up, ready to go, just so that I can. (laughs) Right. (laughs) With hopes that I will. And finally, I broke down and stacked the drum set up in a stack. But it was, you know, it gets the laser out of the middle of the floor, and it's in a place that's more usable. And if I want to play drums, I can pull them out into the middle of the room, set them Mm. up real quickly, and play, and put them back, you know, so... Never. Yeah, never. <laughs> yeah, it won't happen. It didn't happen when they were set up ready to play, so it's not going to happen then either. But, you know, I'm just trying to... I want to hold on to some of that, because I really want to play music again, but I also have to be realistic about, you know, what I do on a daily basis and what's going to make that easier. You should 3D print a little tiny set of drums and keep them on your keychain. <laughs> <laughs> or just on my desk. I could just sit here and beat on them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Oh, and uh, I've been working on... This is not interesting to you, too, but to other people it might be. Um, I've been... Ever since I made that Shore Trooper helmet for the, the Star Wars helmet, um, this guy... I joined a group on Facebook that's all about building this costume. And the cool thing about this group is that they... Uh, some of them sell parts, but mainly the group is just there for people sharing information. So it's a lot of, like, material research and paint research fabrics, you know, what kind of fabrics do they use for this part and that part, and where, you know, what supplier can you get this certain little thing through. And I've never been a part of that type of group that's all built around making one thing and pooling resources to be able to get what you need to make one thing. So it's kind of cool, and I'm finding that in the costume cosplay world, there's a lot of that, where people really like stormtroopers, and they get in these groups to all share resources, or they like whatever other character, and they, you know, pool together. So that's been pretty cool. Um, But this guy sent me uh, a link to his website where he had modeled the full armor for the Stormtrooper, top to bottom. The helmet is way better than the one I did. Um, But he has the rifle, he has all these body panels and all this stuff, all in 3D files, and he gives them away for free 
and you can download them and print them out. Um, and so I started the process a couple of months ago now of printing out all the pieces for this rifle that's like, I don't know, it's over three feet long. And I uh, started printing, printing some of the armor pieces, but basically over the next several months I'm going to be putting together this whole costume. And I don't really want to wear it, but it I kind of just want to be able to assemble the whole thing. And then yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in building a posable mannequin that's my size. Oh, nice. So that's kind of the thing that I'm more interested in, but I want to be able to like build something that will hold a pose and then put it in costume and just like set it in my office. So yeah. I can have like, you know, the big gun and everything. So I'm kind of looking long-term at doing that. Um, but building out a costume, 3D printing it, um, you know, scaling it to fit me, all the individual pieces, printing it, finishing it, painting it, weathering it, and there's a lot of pieces to it, plus the soft stuff that goes underneath it, you know, the right shirt, the right pants, the right boots, and all this stuff. It's kind of a new, really big process for me to, to figure out. So I'm kind of doing that in the background, you know, behind all these other projects, and I, think, I don't know if any of, it, any of it's video-worthy or not. But Yeah, um, we've had a couple people send us messages, you know, whether email or, or Twitter or YouTube comments saying, like, when you 3D print something or when you use a CNC or a laser, like when is it, when are you sending out the manufacturing or, and when are you making the thing yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a more elegant way to say that, but um, this is a great example of like using a 3D printer, but you have to, you, there's a lot you're going to learn on trying to make this fit yourself. You're taking somebody else's, model or are you modeling yeah. this from okay, yeah and then you have to modify that and just there's a lot of design and and thought process that has to go behind something like yeah. that and even even as simple as like so the one full piece that i have printed on this thing is the leg and it's the bottom half of the leg <clears throat> just like a calf wraparound piece so it's fully printed and when i went to try to put it on i looked at it and thought there's no way this will flex enough to get around my leg like, it will fit my leg, but I can't actually get my leg inside of it. And so, yes, I did get someone else's file. I did get it printed. But now I have to figure out how to deconstruct this thing and make it flexible enough to be able to get around my specific leg and the clothes I'm going to wear. Then I have to do the finishing process and the weathering and the painting and all that stuff. And that's one piece, right? Then you have the entire thing. So, yeah, I mean, an email we got recently that was asking that question, and I, and I think in a very respectful way. It of course, like, yes. It wasn't like, you know, what do you use CNCs? It was, at what point are you not actually doing the work anymore? Um, but yeah, I think depending on what machine you're talking about, there's a huge amount of work. The design work is an art form in and of itself, <laughs> like, hands down. And I think people who don't believe that uh, design work is an art form don't know how to do it. Um, oh, so like, working, working on the CNC is definitely not click and leave it. It takes yeah. you hours to get to that point where you can click and leave it on any particular project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have to master and the then, CNC just like you would master a table saw or a band exactly. saw. Exactly. Yeah. You have to figure out all the ins and outs. You have to prepare your design going into it. Then you have to handle whatever output you know comes out of it. I mean, nothing comes out of a machine 100%, right? I, I don't care what machine it is. There's always like some deburring or polishing or sanding or something that's got to mm -hmm. happen. I mean... So, yeah, I think, you know, your response to that, David, was really good in that these are just tools like every other tool. You know, it's exactly the same as when power tools first came out. I'm sure all the people that had been doing hand tool stuff for generations were like, well, yeah, if I could just turn the thing on, it would cut the wood for me. That's, you know, same thing. Just <laughs> right. a new tool. So, yep. Let me see you print that without electric. That, then I'll be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Hand-powered 3D printing. That's the newest thing. Yeah. Riding a bicycle while it prints. That'll go viral. <laughs> that's that's true. I'll write that down. I'll see what I can come up with. <laughs> so what, what are we going to talk impressed. about today before that? Jimmy, you had an interesting topic. Uh, well, I was just coming up with the idea of being fearless. I know we've probably covered this topic in one way or another, but this week, talking about the gas station and a few other topics... Um, I have the gas station concept. It's not a done deal. Obviously, there's a lot of legwork that has to happen. But I have people going, oh, my God, what a great idea, to other people going, 
Aren't you going to miss the city? You're not going to have all those people around you inspiring you like you're going to be in the city. You know, your feet are going to melt off from the fumes of the gasoline left in the dirt. <laughs> and, you know, it's so obviously I love people when they give me accolades. I love the concept of people giving me accolades and saying, what a great idea. I love the support. I have so many people saying, I'll help you, you know, scrape pain, whatever it takes to get that place back in action. But the idea that people, people worry about things for you. I mean, how many times right. between the three of us? Hey, I'm going to I'm going to quit my job and go start YouTube. But what if and what if and what if and but what about, you know, we talked about this just recently is like, what if everything goes right? I mean, remember, we said that a couple of weeks ago, like, what if everything goes right? What if everything goes wrong? But the idea of of being fearless is definitely a skill that that needs to be acquired. It needs to be acquired. You need to get to a point. And, and I get emails all the time. And I'm sure you guys do. And a lot of YouTubers do with say, Watching you do this, I completely lifted my own personal fear of trying to do that. And that's great. I mean, that, that makes me feel amazing and it gives me the motivation to keep experimenting myself and developing my own fearlessness on any particular subject. You know, of course, I'm fearless about renting this gas station. If it costs me $25,000 and I lose it all, you know what? Whatever. I've lost money before. It's not going to kill me. But that's not going to happen. It's going to go well. I know it's going to go well because I'm going to manipulate the situation to go right. But when it comes to certain aspects of learning, you know, how to use this machine or that machine. Like right now I'm going through with the plasma, with the the CNC plasma. There's so much to learn. Like uh, there's so many little nuanced things that I'm trying to get through. And I completely have not confronted it at all because I did not have electric to the machine. Within the next 10 days, I'll have electric at the machine. And I just already got a job. I'm about to take a down payment to cut something on that machine. I haven't even turned it on yet. But you know what? If I can't figure it out and it doesn't work, there's so many other people that I hope have these machines. I could just hire them to, to cut the job for me. You know? What's a faster way to learn how to use a machine <laughs> than being forced to? They take a huge down payment for a job. Yeah. <laughs> it was my idea, too. I, I We were discussing the sign project, which I'll be doing in Louisville. And... Uh, one thing led to another and I was like hey we could plasma cut it we could have rusty steel oh my god that would look amazing can you do that I'm like yeah I have a plasma cutter oh my god let's do it and then you know my buddy doesn't know that it's not set up he's just hired me to do this and and now I'm like, he does oh. now <laughs> he does now <laughs> he does now and uh, so I've done it before and there's enough resources in New York State where if it's, if it's not me cutting it at the last minute, I could find someone to do it for me. But, um, you know, the idea of being fearless and, you know, always always ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? You know, it doesn't get done on time. Someone gets mad at me. You know, you could always pay back the money and say, I'm sorry you picked me. I'll go I'll go away now. But <laughs> the, uh, the, the idea that uh, of reminding yourself what's the worst that could happen you know what you just walk away from it you lose a little bit of money you lose a little of the maybe you lose a little bit of integrity maybe you, you know you lose a little bit of pride but what's the worst that could happen just go and try it so last night i was all over looking on Torchmate's table thing and i don't have it set up yet it's not plugged in but i'm trying to i'm downloading the software i open it up it doesn't work on a mac Ugh, now i gotta go buy another pc and uh you know all these little things but you figure them out and by constantly just chipping away like i see that this this like chunk of learning you know i, I always I, I always izzy's i just keep looking at izzy's got me five texts now um when i this i always make these visual metaphors because it helps me understand things imagine the chunk of marble that was the david statue and that's that's the learning is inside that big chunk of marble and i have to literally chip away until that hmm. figurine inside there becomes more and more in focus and that figurine is, is the learning is, is the information so that's kind of the metaphor I use it's like by me picking up the chisel and the hammer is by my very first initial alright let me confront this and figure this out I know I'm not going to be able to cut something today maybe I'll cut something in 10 days from now but in between now and then uh, there's so much to know let me just confront it and start sucking it up and, and I've been in touch with Mark Humphreys who is the, the main plasma guy at Torchmate. He's been tremendously helpful, so he's also helping me get on my way. But, yep, just be fearless and just remind yourself when to be fearless. That's all. I think, I think a lot of times the, the fear just 
the longer you wait to do something, that fear just builds up and it just it just piles on, <laughs> it snowballs. And then yeah. it goes back to the topic we've talked about before is getting started, how hard that is. And then yeah. a lot of times you'll find out like once you get started, that, that fear goes away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some of it. Some of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me. But then there's the excitement because – there might that fear still might be there, but then when you get started, there's that excitement of like I'm in this project now. This is this is this is what I'm doing, and that's going to cover up some of that fear. Yeah, and I think being fearless is a practiced thing. You know, I mean, when we're kids, we're kind of fearless because we don't know any better. Um, you know, we jump <laughs> off of things that we shouldn't jump off of because we don't realize that our legs will break. But as you get older, you start to know, you start to understand the consequence of stuff, and that's when you start going like, oh, well, I shouldn't try to quit my job because I know what will happen if I don't have money, you know, or whatever. And so I think trying to be fearless takes practice as an adult, you know, as someone who is surrounded by things that cause fear, you know, you have to decide, well, this is a thing that may cause fear, but I'm going to try it anyway. And I think the more you do that, the more comfortable you get with like, things don't always go wrong, you know? So it's okay. (laughs) You know, sometimes they will, but they won't always go wrong. So, Mm -hmm. And then also, I don't know if we've talked about this before or not, but when people look at um, a choice, so you typically look at the worst case scenario as the bad option, right? So like if I if I um, open my That's front door... That's a great point. The great worst point. case scenario is that there's somebody standing at my front door with a gun. That's probably not going to happen in my neighborhood. Um, what's more likely is that it will be cold outside or it will be raining or something like that. But, you know, we look at like the, the highs and the lows as our two options rather than like all of that more realistic space in between. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you try to think about decisions in that way, you're like, well, if I get cold from opening the door, it's, it's not a big deal. I'll be okay. I can close the door again. Um, so, but I think, you know, trying to be realistic about, the outcome of something gives you a lot more confidence in giving things a try. Also know? having a backup plan. Like, so, okay, what if somebody is standing with a gun at the door? What, you know, if you already have planned out what you're going to do in that scenario, that removes some of that fear. That's right. So I've practiced, you know, talking about the practice thing, I've practiced, um, when I was a kid, I practiced a lot of, of being fearless and, I think I've talked about this before where like I was the youngest and so my parents were kind of overprotective with my brother and sister, my older brother and sister. And didn't let them do a lot of things, kind of reeled them in as far as like what they were allowed to do and you know they always had to check in and stuff like this. And so they gave me a lot more grace in that um in that I got to like have more freedom, do more things and it worked out in the case that I wasn't a bad kid. But because of that, I also didn't get a lot of the you know, like, don't go here because it's dangerous, or don't do this because it might be bad. And so I, I was more confident in trying new things. And I think that kind of snowballed into me just trying a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't have tried otherwise if I was constantly surrounded by these gates of, like, it's dangerous over there. It's dangerous over there, you know. Mm-hmm. Bad stuff will happen, so don't go in those directions. I just got to try stuff. And my dad has joked several times, and I can't remember exactly how he says it now that I'm trying to think of it. But he's said something to the effect of, like, that I don't know that I'm not supposed to know how to do things. And so I just do them anyway. And he said that a few times. And when the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I do that. You know, like, I don't know that I'm not supposed to know how to weld. So I'll just go weld. And I'll do a bad <laughs> job at it. I mean, it's not like I'm good at it. But, hey, give it a shot, you know. Yeah. And I think that's a good mentality to have because then you're not afraid to try stuff, even if you're bad at it. Um. Yeah, I think practice, even in the small things, you know, um, in being fearless and and kind of weighing the risk of what could actually happen, negative stuff that could actually happen, can give you a lot of confidence to just be fearless. You brought up a good point, Bob, that uh, people automatically assume the worst case scenario is your choice. Like, why would you choose to do that? This could go wrong. And the other thing, too, is that people project their own personal fears. So if I present an idea to you, like, hey, wouldn't it be crazy to buy a cool old gas station and make it like the center of activity? Oh, what about what about the oil in the ground? I'm not going to be eating the ground. I don't care what's in the ground. Well, what? Well, what? Well, that's you know that's your fears. If it was my fear, I would have already gone through those machinations and not even brought it up as an idea. 
So, like when you when you bring up concepts and people be like, "Well, you're going to buy that? Well, how are you going to pay for it?" I'm like, "I've already thought about that." I, do you, let me remind you, I'm 50 years old. I've already went through these motions. I've already went through the concept of like what ifs and all that. That all happens the minute you decide to buy a new car, take out a new mortgage, rent a new place, buy a new machine. You go through all those what ifs, and then when you start sharing it with people, and then they start going, "Oh, what if? What about? What are you gonna do when?" <laughs> I did all those the 13 seconds after I decided to buy it, and now I'm already buying it. It's over. It's done. So it's just funny, you know. Like, uh, I, and I said it in my talk that I spoke in front of teachers. I said, "Just be careful." I mean, it's different with me. I'm sharing everything with the world, but. You know, in your own personal circle of people, you just got to be careful who you tell what to. And uh, it's funny with the gas station thing. I I talked about it, and the very next day, I got emails from friends and family. Don't worry. Are you worried about the gas? Are you worried? And then there's some people who I totally expected to tell me, "Don't do that." They didn't say a word. They're like this because they're like almost like they can't even. They know that when they start talking, they won't be able to contain themselves. They're going to be like. You know, what if the building gets hit by lightning and the gasoline and the dirt goes on fire? Or, you know, so it's funny. That would make pulled, an amazing video. Just <laughs> they, so. They've pulled back completely where they haven't said a word at all. Like they haven't said, what a great idea, what a bad idea. They just ignored it. They talk about other things in that particular video. And they just that they just go. <laughs> but because I know they have that fear. Maybe they've been hearing me say, I don't want to hear fearless. I don't want to hear fearful <laughs> yeah. stuff. So. It's funny. I don't even know who's listening to me and who's watching, but, you know, friends in the neighborhood are like, dude, you got to get that gas station. I'm like, oh, I forgot I talked about that publicly. <laughs> One of the things that I've found that over the past couple of years that's helped me remove that fear is removing my emotional attachment to physical things. And that can be money. Um, so, you know, I quit my job to, to try this. And it's like... We, most of us, now everybody has a different financial financial situation, but most of us, we spend a lot of our money on things we don't need, whether it's cable TV or Netflix, this and that. We, you know, we buy these, all these things. And if you lost a bunch of, if I lost a bunch of money, that means, okay, we don't have entertainment for, you know, a year or so. And so that helped me remove that fear. And then a lot of times um, we, we were so precious about our tools and about these things that we make and we're worried that you know what if i mess this project up i spent the last two weeks working on this if you remove that emotional attachment from there you 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 just do it you just you just go and if you mess it up you figure out how to fix that right away i've had a couple um there was a period of my life where i started buying pricey hand tools and I've, i've i've got this i got this mallet this wood mallet that uh, I, I forget the I forget the blue spruce mallet, and it's kind of a pricey. It was a, it was a little gift to myself, and people see me use it, hitting like glued up dowels, and it's full of glue, and it's dented, dented and, and like you're using that wrong. That's a blue Bruce Bruce mallet. White. What are you doing? I'm like, it's just a tool. I don't have an attachment to it. I'm I'm just you know having fun. Jimmy paints his tools. What if that paint <laughs> got in that motor and ruined that drill? You know. That's <laughs> what everybody's always like. How do you keep the paint from getting in the motor? I go. I do, I'd never ever even thought about it for one second i just break the whole entire thing <laughs> fearless so, yeah i mean you know i think like i think it was interesting to hear you say that you know you're worried about messing up a project that took you two weeks to do <clears throat> i've never even really considered that because the stuff that i like so one of the things i'm working on right now has concrete and epoxy in it two things i've never used well i mean i've used epoxy but not in this way i had to do this project three times and I spent several hundred dollars in epoxy <laughs> because I kept <laughs> screwing it up. So I'm not proud of that, and I didn't want to spend that money, but the knowledge that I gained from doing it wrong and learning and doing it differently and learning and then doing it right, that knowledge is the thing that I took away from this, not the thing I made out of those components. I have that thing, but if that thing you know, were to like fall in half and I threw it in the garbage can, big deal. I walked away with a bunch of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool to hear you talk about projects in that way, um, about not being precious about the the output, because, like, to me at least, the output of doing all this stuff is the knowledge that I can take forward to the next, you know, project or whatever. Growing. Yeah. 
For sure. Hey, so can I share a funny story with you guys about Izzy? And I'm only doing it because he just this second put it on Instagram. Please, I mean, sure. Facebook, rather. So just, just while we started talking, I texted Izzy. I said, hey, tell me the dates again for Atlanta. And he texted me, you know, the 31st to, to, to April 2nd. I said, oh, cool. Thanks, bro. And then one second later, he texted me a picture of him and his son together in the shower. <laughs> and I just wrote back, oh, that's really cute. And then he goes, yeah, cute, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. And then he went, oh, my God, I thought I was talking to my wife. <laughs> 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 and it's not, it's, and so he's so embarrassed, but it's a cute picture. I'll show you guys. It's just Izzy <laughs> and his son in the shower. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got, I mean, it's from the from the chest up. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a decent, reasonable, reasonable it's, picture. It's cute. I was like, oh, that's really cute. Like, I didn't even realize he wasn't trying to like, you know. So <laughs> he's that's why he texted me like fifteen times while we were talking because he realized it was, thought he was talking to his wife. And so just now, I, I put myself on mute, and he called me. That's why I went to mute, and I just said, dude, don't worry about it. I think it's hilarious. And so then he went to Facebook, all embarrassed. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> I mean, there's a guy that doesn't have any fear. I mean, he does some no. really complicated projects. Like, the fear yeah. I would have going in that is like, what if I can't figure this out when I get so deep into this? But he just does it. You yeah. Know, it, or like, it, or, or what if some, what if this just doesn't work? Like, he puts a huge amount of time into building those crazy jigs. They're so mechanical and everything. What if it's not going to work? Or like, what if, you know, somebody else tries to do this exact same thing and hurts themselves? He's talked about that at length, but he's not fearless about it. Like he's willing right. to explore and share the knowledge, even with the risk of any of that stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of that goes to. I mean, I can I can really only speak for my own personal journey, but I, I think Izzy has a similar journey to me. Is that you've been through so many opportunities that that worked out great, and then you got sick of them, or that didn't work out, and you really hope that they did. And you know, so Izzy's been around the country a few different times for work, and he's tried so many different avenues, and and you know, the idea of just saying, you know what, it, what's the worst that could happen? I just go back to zero, and you know, it, it seems like from yeah. you know, I I can't say I know Izzy very 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 well, but it seems from our conversations that you know he's he's been he's been to the to the mountaintop and back a few times, and that alleviates a lot of fears because you just know you know okay I can navigate through the through the stormy waters no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, you guys got anything else on fearlessness or fear? No, well, I'll tell you one thing. It's funny. When I was in my buddy Danny's classroom the other day, I noticed he had it written in tape on the ceiling for the students. And I think it's great because a lot of times when the students come to him, he says, I don't know. You have to figure that out on your own. And then within a few minutes, within a few hours, a few days, the students are up and running. And so it's great that he instills that in high school students just to be fearless. Mm. And, you know, I think we have to, I brought this whole thing up because I have to keep reminding myself about that, to be fearless. So, yeah, it's just definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, you said earlier, you were talking about, um, about the people, you know, saying things to you. So you make a claim, say you want to get the gas station, and then some people are like giving you all the scare stuff and all that. It's... So there's one thing about, like, we've probably talked about before, about surrounding yourself by the people that you want to, like, be like, and there's that. And you can control that to a point, right? You can say, like, I'm only going to be friends with people that I think are positive, that I think are going to, you know, that influence me in good ways, stuff like that. But you're also going to be surrounded by people that you can't control a lot of times, especially in our case where we're, like, projecting stuff into the world. You get feedback from that, whether you want it or not. Um, and I think it's really important, even though this is super simple... I think it's really important to remember that you don't have to listen to everybody that talks to you <laughs> because yeah, like it's, it's really easy to be like, well, somebody's taken the time to give me input. They must know something. And that's not really the case. I mean, <laughs> even, even as, even if they're like entirely well-intentioned, right? Even if they are thinking in your best interest and what they think is right, you don't have to listen to everybody that talks to you. And, you know, unless you're someone who's really secure in yourself, it's really tempting to listen to all the stuff that comes your way because, you know, you think you need to. But, I don't know, I just want to encourage people to remember that you don't have to listen to everything that comes as input to you. Because if we did, we would all probably stop YouTube because some of the input that comes to us mm-hmm. says, you shouldn't be doing this or you should you're kill an yourself. amateur. 
Yeah, or like, <laughs> you're no Jimmy DeResta, you know? Well, you're right. I'm, I'm no Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> Hashtag fake but, advice. Yeah. <laughs> fake yeah. advice. You want to hear some, a anyway. funny, another funny quip? I, I called my brother this week, and he was in the middle of making a YouTube video with Matthew, his son. And John goes, he, he always leaves the camera rolling. My brother loves real moments. And he said, he goes, could you tell the world that you're actually my brother and that Matt is your nephew? Because some, some people are commenting and saying, why are you riding on Jimmy's coattails with that name? <laughs> he goes, it's my name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, some, so it was funny. So while I was in the phone, I said, John is officially my brother and Matthew is officially my nephew. <laughs> you should post a picture of a check of how much they paid you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, you guys been watching anything or listening to anything or reading anything? Yeah, I have a YouTube recommendation this week. So sweet. Every night, Kelly and I kind of have this routine. We'll we'll watch one of our we'll eat dinner. We'll watch one of our shows. And then we kind of finish up the night watching a series of YouTube videos. And a lot of times, it's like it's like the big ones everybody already knows about: Vlog Brothers, Wheezy Waiter, Philip DeFranco, Sean Duras, and Jack's Films. And then uh, there's another one I've been watching recently. It's called Today I Found Out. And uh, it's got like a half a million subscribers, so it's it's pretty darn big. But uh, I, it's a really really cool topics like how the Ooh. gun worked on the original Duck Hunt game, and why your nose runs when it's cold. So there's little cool little topics like that. Really cool host, and they're just short, quick, fun videos. Hmm, that looks pretty interesting. I'm looking through the list of uh, of topics. Yeah. Why does stepping on Legos hurt so much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's the sci- he goes into the scientific reason of, of, of why. That's pretty awesome. Sweet. That's funny. Um, I'm going to talk about Rural Renovators. That's my buddy Kyle. Kyle, who was just up at my house for the weekend discussing the building that we're going to build in my backyard eventually. And uh, Kyle is like a TV show host and wealth of information without the TV show yet. I said to him, dude, you got to... He has a YouTube channel, but he doesn't really promote it. He's on Instagram as uh, R&R Builders. And, but check out his YouTube channel, follow his YouTube channel, and tell him you want to see more time lapses of buildings being built. And he's <laughs> really good with the drone. That's why I ended up getting this drone, because he's he just got a drone a few months ago, and that's like his, been his main, his main source of, of collecting video lately, because his buildings are so epic he last building one of the last buildings he built was 250 feet long by almost 200 feet wide which is insane no maybe 90 feet wide by 250 feet long if you think about that that is a very That's very crazy. big building yeah and he builds yeah. it with one other person and some you know some uh some heavy machinery so take a look at uh at kyle's youtube and uh, we're going to definitely document the whole building that takes place this summer it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that happen. Me too. It's very cool. Um, so I have I got a recommendation on one, and before I, it's it's a good recommendation. So I don't want to discourage people from recommending things at all, but I've gotten a few emails lately about like I don't know how to say this tactfully, <laughs> um, trying to kind of poke us to promote certain types of channels like hey you guys should create a segment about creating you know promoting really tiny channels or really big channels or more woodworking or more whatever and i i appreciate the sentiment because i think it's well-intentioned but at the same time like i think this is a, a time for like the three of us just to talk about what we've enjoyed lately it's not this isn't a promotion thing this isn't like a um a segment where you know we want to do anything specific it's just like what we've been into so yeah i hope people just don't misunderstand like what we're doing here I, anyway kyle's got 30 subscribers for my second channel i've been scripting another vlog type thing and it's so it's going to be something along the lines of like what youtube channels i subscribe to and why i don't watch woodworking and mm. i i woodwork all the time i'm editing my own videos all the time and the thing is, I'm trying to find, like you, trying to find the, the way to say that I don't really want to watch other people woodwork anymore. And that's that's a really hard thing to say without offending a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, I try to... Um, I want to be influenced by people outside our circle. And I think mm-hmm. that's... 
what can help me make my channel unique. So if I'm influenced by a science channel or a comedy channel, I can bring that in and then use that and make mine different than, than everybody else's. So yes, I still do watch woodworking videos, videos and I watch all the major players and I have some of my favorites and some of those are smaller channels too. Um, but I don't go seeking new channels unless I'm searching for information. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, I don't, I don't really watch much woodworking either. I don't really get to watch a lot of YouTube, honestly. I have trouble coming up with new channels every or new things during this time every show because I don't really get to watch that much, you know. But anyway, all of that to say, this guy Adam uh, sent me an email. I think today or yesterday. Uh, to show me a channel I'd never seen, and it's really good. It's uh, I don't know how to say it. It's P A O S O N, Powson Pawson. I don't know. Woodworking, um, and it's a good sized channel. Uh, but he makes a lot of machines out of wood, and I think that's the thing that's really interesting. And I've only watched a couple of the videos because I just found out about it. But he makes a lot, like made his own wooden lathe, and then decided that it was not enough. It was a lot of space for not enough use, so he figured out how to attach like sanders and different things to it using the same motor. And so it's it's very mechanical, but it all seems to be woodworking. So it's pretty cool. Nice. So thank you, Adam, for that recommendation. Um, let's see. Yeah, before we go, I want to thank our Patreon supporters, especially Luis Gonzalez and Make Build Modify. I'm going to see him this week. Oh, awesome. I was talking to somebody at Patreon today, the same person you were talking to, Jimmy. And they didn't realize that we had a podcast. And so I was talking to them about it, and it was really cool to tell them we have this podcast because of Patreon support. <laughs> like we don't do advertisers. We do it just through the people that support us on Patreon. That's really cool. So thank you to everybody that helps the show out. Thank you. And if anybody else wants to help out, you can go to patreon.com slash making it and sign up. Or don't. Or don't. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're going to make it anyway. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> At least for now. For now. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. Unless you guys got anything else. I'm good. Yep. Cool. See you guys next week. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Bob? I, I love you guys a lot. <laughs>